Welcome to Love Talk, Love Talk for Everyday People. I am your host, Tracy J. Hines. And of course, I have my girls, Leslie Lee and Terry Saleh. What's up, ladies? Hey, hey, hey. Hello, good evening. How are you? Good, good, good. How's everybody doing this wonderful Sunday afternoon? February, but almost March. March is coming. I can't believe it. The time is moving so fast. It is. It really is. I can't believe it's going to be March. The end of the week is going to be March already. March. Yep. It happened that fast. And no snow. Yeah, yeah oh, maybe that's why it, it went quickly because we didn't have really bad weather at all. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, we you see know, it was didn't. setting records. We set, um, set a record last week, 80 degrees. 80 degrees. Yeah. In February, isn't that crazy? In February, absolutely. Yeah. I just attribute it to global warming. Yeah, yeah, I that's think so. yeah, it is. It is. I was in the streets today with my father. We left this house this morning at nine forty-five a.m. and just got back at seven thirty. So mm-hmm. we were just out there doing all kinds of running around. I took him to Orlando with me. I went to a meeting. Um, and we were just moving. And, you know, when we finished at in Orlando on our way home, I was just walk, driving down the street and I saw this entire family, mother, father, and two children, homeless. And they had two um, strollers and a wagon that were hooked together. And the father was pulling all of these things. My heart broke. My heart just absolutely broke. You know, I looked at these kids and I'm thinking, they didn't ask for this. They did not ask for this. They were born into this this world. And they're at such a deficit. My, I, I cried. Literally tears came down my face. We turned around and our leftovers that we took from dinner, I gave. I was like, here you go. That's, I didn't have any more cash because I, I tipped the guy. But I felt... I don't know, something laid on my heart that just made me feel so bad for those children because mm. I'm watching everything they had was in those three trolleys that they were pulling. It was one of those red wagons and then two strollers pulling them down the street. It was sad. It was very mm. sad. And it just reminds me to be thankful every single day for everything yeah. that I have. Just the was smallest. They, what was their race? They were Caucasian. I hope they, they didn't. Okay. Listen, it doesn't matter. Say, Leslie, I didn't hear. She I said, I said they didn't DeSantis because those are the type of people that vote against their interests all day, every day. Yeah. I don't even look at the voting when I see the kids because the kids I, don't have any play in it. That's what breaks my heart. The parents, I'm kind of mad at you because stop having babies if you can't take care and don't have a place to put them. My heart broke for the kids and I can't even put any kind of political um, agenda in that because they don't get to make those choices. You know, they're born into this and hoping somehow that their parents are going to feed them and take care of them. My heart just broke. Do you see that um, down there? Because, you know. No, well, I'm not in Orlando that often. Where I am in Palm Bay, I don't really see that. But what I do see in Palm Bay are opioid addicts running around. I do see that. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's a that's a problem, not just here yeah. in, in, in Palm Bay, but it's throughout. Yeah, the I mean, US. we see so much homelessness, you know, living actually in D.C. in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I see lots of people on street corners. There's certain street corners or neighborhoods where it's guaranteed you're going to see the crack addicts, crack addicts mentally unstable, unstable, homeless. They all kind of are right there. And we pass Rod, my husband, when he goes to work, he has to drive by a homeless shelter every day on his way to work. So it's, it's hard. It's, yeah, it's, it's hard. hard. It's very hard. You know, and I feel I, I feel guilty on some level, you know, mm-hmm. like it. But, you know, anyway. Yeah, you just, you know, again, hope you can do your part. You did your part. You did what you could. Yeah. Yep. My father was like, go ahead, go ahead. Do what you got to do. I was like, dad, I'm going to cry. He's like, cry. You have emotions. It's okay. Right. right. <laughs> it's better okay. than just driving by. Yeah, it's better than it's better than it not affecting you. Better than it just being so commonplace that it doesn't affect you. Right, it, yeah. it does. It, I, it, the children is what affects me. It bothers mm-hmm. me when I see children mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You know. Anyway, on a happier note, um, my kids—I don't know—the sun, the moon, God, everything, the prayers, all these years. My kids are just doing things. You know, their careers are taking off. Um, Jelani just recently. I uh, got a brand new job at a little swanky hotel, the sous chef. And he was supposed to start on a Tuesday. They called him in the Saturday prior and asked him, could he start that day? And he was like, I can. Um, and they said the executive chef um, had a heart attack. So he's in there as the executive chef, the acting executive chef right now, which wow. is a wow. wonderful experience. Um, and he's getting accolades. When he went to his meeting, on Wednesday, they gave him a standing ovation. And like, it's like you've worked here um, forever. It makes a mama so proud. And then my other son, Omari, called me today because he was trying to go to Arizona. One of his friends is getting married and he wanted me to get tickets for him. So I, you know, I brought the tickets and he would pay me back for the tickets. And first he called me, he said, oh, I'm getting a promotion. I won't be able to go. And I was like, so I brought tickets and you're not going? And then he called me later today and he says, oh, it's okay. I did get the promotion. So he now has his own store. So when he comes, when he goes to work on the door of the store, it will say store manager and have his name written on it. A nice big bump in salary. So I feel like if I die today, my babies can take care of themselves. Yes, that's all we ever dream for. Yeah, it feels really, really good that they're following their path, their passions, and, and they're enjoying they're enjoying life so far. So that that's a blessing. It's a blessing. It really is. Yep. And we are proud of them here all the way up in D.C. We're proud of them, too. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. So this week, you know, this year is a year for me. This is a milestone year. And I'm trying to figure out in my head, what do I feel about this milestone? You know, and. In reality, I really only want to work like I'm working now for another five years. I want to retire, but I don't want to call it retirement. You know, Terry and I touched on this really briefly this week. Um, I'm calling it chapter six. That's really what I'm calling it, chapter six. And I don't feel bad about it. I don't feel bad at all about it. I feel accomplished. I feel like um, I've done some things in my life. I've been some places. I've had some good times. And I'm kind of looking forward to chapter six to see where that's going. 
you know, where that's going, what's going to happen, what direction it's going to take me in. I'm sure as it gets closer to my birthday, I'm going to start feeling a little melancholy and all, but life is good. Life is really good. And I think why, when why I think are you feeling about, melancholy? Um, just because of the milestone and, you know, typically growing up because of the generation that we grew up in, chapter six is old, you know, and people that when I was in my young thirties, when I looked at people in their sixties, I was like, oh, please, they're old. And they weren't, they were old then, but now it's not like that. It's a different feeling. But I think the melancholy is going to come in because I'm going to start to think about time that I, that's gone, that's gone away from me. You know, my twenties, my thirties, my forties, and the things that I used to do that I can no longer do. So I think that's where the melancholy is going to come in, but it won't last. It won't last right? Um, because the alternative to not aging is death. And I am so thankful and grateful for every day that I have. So, but yeah. I'm yeah, really I think about it too. Um, you know, as you get closer to that, that six, that big six, page six, uh, chapter six, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, you, you, you know, there are more years behind you yes. that are in front of you. Yes. And okay, what am I going to do? What legacy am I going to leave? What is this life when I'm done all going to be about? But you can't, well, what I'm trying to tell myself is you can't get in that state, like you said, melancholy and feel like, oh, it's all over. It's I'm done. No, I'm not done. I got, yeah, it's, it's not as many in front of me as behind me, but this is the time to have fun. No kids to raise. You, um, if you are lucky enough, they don't even live with you anymore, and it's just you and you and a husband, if possible, and you're chilling and you're independent, and time to turn up. I think so. I think it's time to turn up. Les, I know you got a few more years before you get there, but you know, I think you have more years behind you than in front of you, too. So but we all do. You think you're gonna I, feel I, melancholy? I don't know how I feel because I, I, I have my own health challenges. So I'm just every day trying to pray to the ancestors to relieve some of this pain that I'm feeling in my body and enjoy the moments, enjoy what's coming up. Like I see a lot of my family members who recently turned 60 who are in their 60s, having roller skating parties, living their life, doing it up. That's it. That's it. That's what I want to have fun. Yeah, Yeah, that's how I feel. I want to have a lot of fun. I want to have fun. It's definitely different than our grandparents 60, than our parents 60. Mm -hmm. Terry, I don't get a chance to send you these uh, TikToks, but I've been sending Tracy. Our 60s is different than some of our counterparts 60. So I'm going to have fun. Because some of our non-melanated sisters, they're not aging appropriately or aging well. Should I say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a little extra oil in our bones to keep mm-hmm. us moving and keep us. I don't us know if the oil's in the bones. Maybe the oil's in the skin, but not in the bones. No, I, these well, bones... I'm claiming, I'm saying that it, it gets to your bones too. I think that okay. All right. keeps them bones a little greased up, keeps us a little more flexible. Yes. These... Doing it at 60, 70, 80, we look good. 
as long as you feel good and you look good, keep going. Just don't even think about the number. Be like Prince. Yeah. He focused on a birth date. But I Prince was telling Tracy, I was like, okay, so yeah, that's what we're going to do. But we have to have a plan so that it's... Um, it's funded well. Like, you know, there's the only thing worse than being old is being poor and old, right? And we right. are not going to be that. We are not going to be old and broke. So for yeah. me, if I'm going to turn up and do it up and do it well, I've got to have the money to do it. I got to have a plan. So what is the plan for chapter six? What is the plan for page six? What is the plan for, you know, living this last um couple of chapters out in style gotta have a plan i have been saving and saving and saving you have been in the back of my mind terry every time i go to spend something and i'm a shopper i still shop but i have also been saving all i can hear is comma club comma club <laughs> comma club comma club well how many how many numbers do you have before that comma you know <laughs> so i have been working hard at putting some money away taking my commissions and putting them away instead of going out and buying the jewelry that i so love i still do but not on on the same level so and also I think we talked about it tracy is also as much as we can control it making sure our bodies are in a position yes. to be able to travel because I was telling Tracy Leslie, I just don't want to be on a plane, something pops off, and they're like, everybody get off, and I got to wait for somebody <laughs> to push me off the plane. That's or why you somebody to get my wheelchair or my cane. Everybody else is, and I can't fend for myself. Like, that's not in traveling in style for me. So I got to keep right, this right. body in shape. So that I can actually enjoy travel and not have that anxiety, you know, as I'm traveling. Right. That is absolutely the truth. You got to keep working on the diets and making sure you're eating right and exercising. Leslie and I have a, a, a different challenge than you, Terry, because we have ailments that create pain on a regular basis. You know, I'm working towards figuring it out. I don't think I'm doing another surgery. Um, I'm down 35 pounds. So that's, that's helping great. alleviate. Thanks. That's helping alleviate. I am toning. I'm back in the gym, um, building muscle. Um, I've scheduled my breast reduction. That's going to alleviate some pain from my back. So there's a few things that I am working on to stay healthy. And of course, I'm eating better, taking my vitamins and going to the doctor and telling them what to check for, not waiting you know, hoping that they check the right things, making sure that, because you know they don't care about us like they want to. So I tell them what I want checked in my blood to make sure that we're not missing anything. Health, got to be healthy if we're going to stay in the game, sure. Got to be healthy. And I know Leslie is doing it up. Every time I turn around, Leslie's in another country traveling, so. I'm not, you know what, to your point, I don't know what's promised on the other side. So if somebody's planning something and I can do it, I'm going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, don't, yeah. I, I don't know if I promise to get 80 healthy years and I can get on a plane and still go. Right. I'm going to do it in my True. and kick my legs yeah. and have a good time. That's right. And you're doing I it right because 
you know, a lot of people work till they're 65, 66, 67. And by the time they retire, they can't enjoy retirement. Their body is broke down. Right. So this is the time to do it. And I was going to Africa. I wouldn't be retired before I went to Africa because I just assumed the plane ride was just going to long and getting there I wouldn't have the energy to do what I needed to do and and get back and then go to work it all worked itself out mm-hmm. the plane yeah ride, everything does but we got over it and there's certain parts of Africa that take longer to get to but I'm just thankful that in this lifetime I was able to set foot twice on the yeah. continent yeah that's on my list I joined a travel club today um that's what we were doing in Orlando I went to a meeting which was different than what, you know, I said my, you know, jokingly, I said my part-time job is going to um, these timeshare meetings and listening to the spiel and taking the free travel events. But today I went to another meeting because it's a travel, a club that you belong to. I mean, yes, you still are getting um, space in the resorts that are, some of them are timeshared, but this is not a timeshare. You pay a one-time fee to be a member of the club and then a renewal fee that's pennies, like $100 a year. And you can give it to your family and friends. And, you know, if somebody wants to use a week in my travel, because I'm not going to be on vacation eight weeks out of the year, although I do have a lot of time, but I'm not going to go eight weeks out of the year. So there's going to be weeks that I'm not using and I can let people use it. And they have, it was amazing, the packages that we're talking about. And that's part of my plan, Terry, to make sure I'm traveling a little bit more than what I did last year, because I want to see the world and I want to see places that are uncommon. You know, the Bahamas, Jamaica, I've been there, seen that, done that. I want to go to Fiji. I want to go to Thailand. I want to go to the Mauritius. I want to go to these different places. I want to go to Africa. I want to be in the Serengeti and, and, and do like a little safari. I'm a little scared, but I do want to be in the safari. I do want to see lions in their natural habitat. So... It's a process. And I, I, I don't see what's wrong with trying to use eight weeks as a goal. Like, what's wrong with having eight weeks of vacation here? Um, sounds good to me. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. But I have challenges as far as, you know, my father and his care and all that. Yeah. I don't think mm-hmm. it's feasible for yeah. me to be out eight weeks. So, but I will try to get in a vacation every quarter. That's yeah. what my plan is this mm-hmm. year is to go somewhere. Even if it's a staycation. I'm I'm not mad at staycations either because it's time away from my normal every day. But um I do want a big trip in this year. I want a big trip. I don't, you know, hopefully I can get it in towards the later part of this year. Yeah, yeah. So for anybody listening, retirement is probably not the right word. Like Leslie said, our grandparents' sixties and our parents' sixties. Retirement was the buzzword, right? That's right. really not what we are striving for. Because no. retirement sounds like after you retire, you're broke you're down dead. and you're too old to do anything. Right. We, this is chapter six. This is just, I don't know what you call it, but you're not working and you're free to travel and you're healthy and you're funded and you you can just do what you want to do and do what you like. You can move about. Yeah. That's the idea. That's the idea is to stay funded. And that's the hard part, though. That's the hard part, because you can't think about being funded now. You have to have been prepping to be funded, you know, because now it's like you would have to save every dime that you make to have enough money and then you still wouldn't have enough. So it's tight. It's tight. 
It's tight, but hopefully, you know, people are putting money away. Anybody that's listening that is not ready for to stop working, make sure you take your pennies and put them away. You don't need another pair of gold. Anything. You don't need another anything. You got everything. And I think we said even if you have to work part time, you know, so you have some money coming in, but then you still are traveling and semi-retired. Yeah, when I when I stop working my full time job, um, I don't think that I'm just gonna not be involved in stuff because I have other things that I want to do. So we'll see, we'll see, we'll see how it all how it all lays out. You know, my job is going through some craziness right now. They're joining all the brands that they have, and when one company joins brands, you know, people fall by the wayside because they don't need the same amount of people. Um, so we'll see. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not nervous. I'm not worried. Um, so would you go out and look for another job? Yeah, because I need the salary so that my social security stays in the bracket that I need it in. Mm-hmm. Without me. I can't um, not work. I mean, I could. I could stay home and do nothing. I could do that. But I don't plan on doing that. But I would look for another job, Terry. I mm-hmm. would. I would look mm-hmm. for another job until I get to 65. And 65 is my magic number mm-hmm. because that's when uh, Medicare kicks in and you have mm-hmm. health insurance. That's, that's the magic number. And that's important to me because I'm one of those people that goes to the doctor. I'm in the dentist. I think teeth are important, unlike my last date. <laughs> <laughs> I think teeth are important. And so, yeah, that's my magic number. For that reason alone, just to make sure I have health insurance, mm-hmm. because without that, health insurance is expensive. Yeah, and so, we all have to be thinking about all of those pieces, right? Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. we start to get closer to that date, like, what do I need to have in place? Like you said, what age do I need to work until to make sure I still have medical coverage? What age right. do I need to work um, to get that number that I need for from Social Security? Exactly. You know, how much do how I need to start saving? All right. those things we should be thinking about right now so you can live mm-hmm. a fabulous life and live it in style. We, we just, right. we, just we, we cannot be broke down. It's just, that's not. No, that's no, it's not, not cute. It's not the life I want to know no, better. And we've worked cute. too hard and too long. And, we, and we've done, we've been cute all the way up until this time, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so right, don't get to there and be looking crazy. No, you got, you got to keep the cute up. Stay in the right. game. Right, keep the cute up, yep. So this is crazy savings now. Now it's just like put the money away. And the blessing, you know, God is is has a divine plan for all of us. The blessing in my my saving is that I am with my father. I am in his house with him, taking care of him. So I don't have a rent to pay right now. So that has helped me really stack money away. I didn't plan this, you know, how grumpy I was initially. Um, every day I really have to be thankful. Not that I, not that I didn't want to take care of my dad. I didn't want to do it in Palm Bay. I would have much preferred to bring him down by me, but coming down by me would have increased the expenses. So I didn't, this is not my plan. This is God's plan. He knew exactly what he was doing, exactly what he was doing. And I'm just going to sit back and watch how it unfolds and continue to trust, trust and believe because, you know, I, this could not have been better. I could not have planned this. I really could not. I could not have planned any of the events that have been happening lately. So, yep. So a lot of trust us are going to be Lord. turning 
um, milestone numbers this year. So look, get ready, get ready for all of the parties, all the milestone parties. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. I told you guys my plans are ready. So go into work and make sure you put your days in so that you are available because we're going to turn up. We're definitely going to turn up. I said, if everybody continues to put me on their calendar, that's where my retirement money is going. I got so many of it. I, my husband's friends are getting married. So we, now we got to go to a wedding in August in Colleen, Texas. <laughs> like, one more thing goes on the calendar. One more thing. Yeah, just see the world. Go see Colleen, Texas now. Colleen, go Texas. see Colleen, Texas. You might like Colleen, Texas. Eric used to live in Colleen, Texas. I've been to Texas twice in my life mm-hmm. and owes me nothing. <laughs> nothing, huh? Texas, I, I have I guess maybe I haven't been to any live parts of Texas. Like, oh I gotta go back. What part because I've been to Dallas twice. I haven't been to Houston. I keep hearing Houston is nice. Yeah, Houston I, is I that's what I hear, Terry. Houston is where it's at. I've been to Dallas, but I've always gone to Texas for work. You know, I had business meetings and stuff in Texas, so I've never really got but to. I'm like Leslie. That. I I didn't see anything where it's like, oh, I can't wait to get back to Texas. Yeah, yeah. I know. Ne- I didn't feel any of that either in Dallas. I kind of felt like I can't wait to get out of here. It was feeling a little lynchy. It was just it was flat in, in both. What do you call it? Physically flat and then mentally flat. The energy yeah. flat. Everything was yeah. just flat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No energy there. Yep. But maybe Houston is better. Well, that's what I hear. I hear Houston is a lot more um, not flat. How's that? <laughs> more energy. <laughs> yeah, more energy, more culture, more things to do. What else is going on, ladies? Anything else we can chat about? All I know is I if I turn on that TV one more time and hear about that daggone Ukraine, I'm so sick. Everything, every time I turn on the TV, it's always on. That's all they're talking about. I'm done. I'm I'm so disgusted with the news. You know, I tried to watch the news, I think, like this week and last week. And, you know, I sit at my desk and I turn on the live news and I'm listening to it. They only have information for 15. It takes up 15 minutes. Every 15 minutes, they're saying the same exact thing, the same exact thing. And it drives me nuts. I don't have the patience for it. I just don't have the patience. But yeah, I, I'm really seriously, I'm trying to figure out, uh, is there something that if they don't protect Ukraine, that will happen that is so detrimental to the rest of the world that they're just not telling us they're trying to tell us to read between the lines because why are we spending we're going to be two billion dollars in over two billion dollars in he just awarded like another one and a half billion dollars some ridiculous amount of money of my tax dollars to go to this country and why like something they're not saying or we're supposed to be getting it and we're not getting it that ukraine is what they call a sovereign nation, I believe, and that they are allies of the United States. They didn't join NATO. They're trying to get them to join NATO. And they're a country that they can support in terms of they believe in democracy. And in my opinion, I could be wrong, it has a lot to do with the idea that 
Russia's trying to encroach on many different areas of, of Europe. And if Ukraine goes, then Russia has the ability to go to places that um, are our allies. And that means that's, will- that's what I think the goal is. I think the goal is to stop Russia. Putin but are nuts. they really going to stop Russia? If no, the, the only way to stop Russia is to eliminate Putin. Countries, if Russia goes to these countries that are in arms distance, they're in that whole region, and they are our allies, we will go to war. Yeah. So we have allies. So there's it, it, it's a vested interest to try to keep Ukraine lifted up. But then you have some Republicans who believe in what Russia's doing and they want they they're going to do everything to block the aid, stop the aid. So it's a real messy time in terms of I, like I tuned off. I tuned out on the news because just like you all, I'm hearing the same stories over and over and over again. And there's so many different things going on in this world and this country that to me get little or no attention. And the idea that we have people who are really like white supremacists that are, are really trying to take over, make rules in this country, change the education system. I don't know if you saw, there was a woman who spoke so eloquently about her daughter and what's happening in the schools. She was helping her daughter study. She was wearing purple, I believe. And I wish I could remember her name. And she was helping her daughter study. And basically in history books with their learning in school, in some schools is that before slaves got, before people were brought here to be slaves, there's really no history about them. There's nothing to talk about, nothing to see here. And they were probably slaves in their country and, and, and we're not gonna talk about. It. We have such a rich history that this is what happens in a, in a, um, a regime when they're just trying to take over and not be democratic. They start. I saw that clip too, Leslie. I remember seeing that clip this week with the lady talking about her daughter and what's being taught in history class they, and how they're not giving them information about who we were as slaves. I don't remember what state she was in, but I did see that clip. It's very familiar. They start with the education system. If they get us to believe that there's nothing to see here, nothing to learn, then we have no understanding of stars of people and then we start to forget that and we start to learn and accept what is being told to us and we start to repeat history again these are the things that bother me beyond belief but they don't talk about that on a regular basis i had to stop watching show i had to stop watching msnbc as a whole because they finally my girl finally got on instagram live tiffany cross and she uh-huh. talked about and what happened and how the shitty way that she got fired from MSNBC and I am so done with them. I'm done. I didn't hear. Tell us, tell us, please share. Yeah, what happened? Okay, so MSNBC claims to be the to the left of Fox mm-hmm. and they're, uh-huh. really, they're really not. MSNBC, they pay people millions upon millions of dollars to be these news commentators. Like Rachel Maddow gets paid like $30 million a year and she, her show comes on one night a week. And she gets $30 million a year. You got other people that really Republicans or used to be Republicans, but they show up on this left television show, this television station, and they get rewarded to talk really crazy about Democrats. You will never see that on Fox News. They are strictly right-leaning. They talk about their talking points. They believe what they believe. 
So here comes Tiffany Cross. You hired her to be different. Now, the thing that bothers me more than anything was this was the idea of black on black crime. Because Rita Jones, Quincy Jones's daughter, heads, heads up SNBC. Mm. And Rashida Jones put Tiffany in place and took her down. And they took her down because she was talking truth to power. She was talking about white supremacy. She was talking about um, some of the things that they're talking about on Fox News and how, if we're not careful, just talking about the things that we need to hear about. Not only that, she was trying to show diversity and inclusion. Like I saw Native American Indian, um, people on her show talking about things that are interest to them. I saw people of all different races and colors. And so she was trying to bring that different perspective. Tucker Carlson and some of the other jerks at Fox News went on this whole Twitter campaign, talked about her like a dog to the point. They said that she was, she was being a supremacist. And so because they didn't want that smoke with Fox, they don't want to deal with that. Like they pulled her off her show. Now her ratings was, she had like the highest rating show on the weekends and her ratings were up there with some of the other popular shows. They snatched her show, pulled her show down. And then it, it was bad enough you took her show down. Here comes Rashida Jones. And this is going based on Tiffany Cross's words. So I don't know what Rashida Jones' side of the story is. She was, um, somebody was going to The View. Who was it? I forgot who was to The View. And Rashida Jones, being the president of MSNBC, shows up to The View to tell their side. Of, no, no, The View was going to talk about what happened to Tiffany Cruz. Okay. And Rashida Jones came up to the view that day because she wanted to tell everybody their side of the story her side and yeah tell them how horrible tiffany jones was they they started such a smear campaign like they would say stuff like oh and she booked stays at the ritz carlton and she did this and she and she said come on now y'all know if anybody has been in the industry she's not booking anything they have right people. they have right. booking right Right. And not an issue if the white girl stays at the Ritz Carlton, but they're getting ready to turn this into a whole. These are the reasons why we had to let her go because they didn't really have a good reason to let her go. Yeah, yeah. So this is like she's going to tell her story one day. She's going to write a book and a whole nine. But so what? Um, she's just on Instagram. She doesn't. She's not in a. She nobody else picked her up. Did her first live last weekend, and she's been kind of like. Just laying low, getting herself together. She probably had a, a, a clause in her contract that she could not um, speak upon. Well, she probably doesn't need to work. She probably got a big severance check, too. She didn't mention a clause or a severance check. She did mention that what she's trying to do is heal from the hurt. Because yeah. it was move. very abrupt. It was just like one yeah. day she was there, the next day gone. Gone. And all because the people at Fox started doing what they do and started smearing her name, lying about her. And this is not happening. This is not the first time this has happened at MSNBC. If, if you get a good news commentator who's willing to challenge the status quo. Because mm -hmm. didn't it happen to Melissa Harris Perry as well? I think if I understand her story, she left them. They didn't ask yeah, her. Yeah, but to she leave. was kind of 
also pigeonholed and almost was forced to leave. And she, I, I, she definitely brought up, you know, racism as part of the reason. Yeah. And I was done when they left, when she left the show. Oh my God. And so it, it's once again, it's this, this crime against black people just showing up. But isn't, um, what's his name? Simone and Al Sharpton. Are they on MSNBC? They're still on MSNBC, but their platform is kind of like, you might as well just watch the regular news because they're talking about all the same things. They're talking about Ukraine. Simone and Tiffany weren't similar in terms of what they were talking about. Yeah. I mean, Simone at the end will have some interesting guests, but Tiffany started out with the heavy hitters. She Mm. started out talking about things that were interest to black people. And then she brought in all the other different groups based on what they're interested in. Well, I think going back to what you said about the educational system in Ukraine, maybe they're just using Ukraine as a distraction right now. And we're not really paying attention as black people because um, yeah, education of all kids, they need to know our history. They need to know what what we were before (laughs) and we weren't, um, sitting around in shacks, uh, picking our toes when the white men came and, and shackled us up. Um, so they need to know what we were before, what the white man did to us to bring us to this country and what's still happening. All of that stuff needs to be in a book and in a book and be studied. And it takes more than a month. It needs to be a curriculum in your curriculum. Oh, I started watching. Project 16, 18, 19, 19, 16, 19. Yeah, it is very, it's very good. It is Mm -hmm. very good. I'm enjoying it. I started it on Saturday. So I got a few episodes under my belt. But that is. Say it again. That is the curriculum. She broke down in so many different versions. She did. She is breaking it down. Maybe that's where I saw the clip that you were talking. I think that's where I saw the clip that you're talking about. I didn't see that. On, on the 1619. I didn't see it there, but maybe but there, I- was a, there was a segment in there that was similar to about what's going on in her child's school. I'm going to look at it again. But anyway, thank you for telling me about that because that's really good. I'm enjoying that. And this is all because there's so much shame behind what was done in this country. Nobody yeah. wants it and then they don't want to feel as though that they're the blame for it and they don't want yeah, but they've been they've been talking about it for the last 200 years yeah but they they, they just want us to sweep it under the rug oh forget about that that's it's over already just just forget about it that's 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 the way they want it yeah, to go down. i mean that i can't imagine so we have been talking about this since slaves were freed right so why now do you want to act like it's a problem like you don't want to hear about it. You've been teaching. It's ne- no, it's never been taught. Think about what we learned in school. No, they've mm-hmm. been teaching us slavery. They don't even want that in the, the books anymore, though. Right. Yeah, they want slavery to be removed. They taught us about. I got slavery. I got slavery. I got That's lessons. I was taught about Black History Month. Yeah. Was slavery, that we, we, were slaves. we came out of the womb as slaves. We were never nothing else. That's what we got. And then Black History Month. All they wanted to talk about was Dr. Martin Luther King. Yeah. Free at last. Thank God Almighty. I'm free at last. That was every month, every February. That's all we talked about. Yeah. Like there was nobody else black that did anything. Anyway, that and needs to change. we don't hear about other cultures either. Like 
Hispanic culture, Native American no, we didn't get culture. Any of that. None of that. We, we got American. a little bit of Native American. We got a little bit of Native American around Thanksgiving time. No, we talked about the Hispanic War. That was a big. Um, well, I must have missed those classes because I don't remember. Any <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the Spanish boy either. <laughs> and maybe because we're a little bit older than you, Terry. I mean, Leslie, maybe we're a little bit older than you. Maybe they changed yeah, the curriculum. Yeah, maybe they pulled that United. in a couple of years later. Because I don't remember nothing. And Terry was a nerd in school. She was in every class. <laughs> right. I'm the one that took classes. So she would remember. But you know what? To be honest, I'll, I'll be completely honest. I really did check out on history because something in my spirit as a little Black girl had a problem with always hearing about what white people were doing and what Caucasians were doing. And the only time I heard something about as a black child was Martin Luther King or slavery. And so I really wasn't paying a lot of attention to history. I didn't want to hear about the history. I wanted to hear about my history. Yeah, yeah. It's just bad how they It's like definitely Smoke and mirrors, smoke like, mirrors like here, because, because you have people, you have people talk about critical about race. Critical race. No, elementary, no, school. elementary school. Not. It never. Not. It never. Happened. But they picked but that they up. Picked that up. And that's what gets and people Critical theory is never. That's a college level. I'm missing some of what you're saying. You're going in and out for me. I don't know, Terry. Yeah, you get I, I hear what you're saying. You're saying critical race theory is more of a college level curriculum. And I agree. I mean, it, it like you said, it, Leslie, like you they're said, just trying to take certain, certain things and turn it around, turn it around for their own, for their own um, um, ulterior, motive. ulterior motive. And that's always been the case. <laughs> that's always been the case. You know, that money that we're spending in Ukraine, can we spend it here in the United States and try to figure out how to stop killing us, please? And maybe that's why, you know, kids going to black schools is so important. I just can't imagine if I were an educator. I would be okay with teaching kids history and there would be no discussion about African-Americans in the history books. I can't imagine as a teacher knowing that it used to be there. Right. That's gone now. I can't teach that to the seven-year-olds now. I can't teach that to the 13-year-olds anymore. No. We want everything to look pretty. It's crazy. Oh, the world is is something else. I say, if say, white if people white do without everything that black people invented, they would have a real hard real time. Hard time. You know, my father and I were talking about that on the road today. You know, he was sharing. He's like, you know, this country was built by. By, by black Americans. I was like, yeah, dad. Free He's labor. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, free labor. He said, it's amazing to me how so much of what we've done is just hopped over, you know, and he's 86 and he sees it, you know, he still sees it. It's just passed over as if we don't even exist. We never contributed just because we were slaves. We didn't ask to be slaves. I know that it's crazy. Yeah. Just imagine what we could do with some free labor. Hello. <laughs> Give me free labor, for, me 10 free labor for 10 years. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, ladies, let's wrap this up because, you know, I need my beauty rest. All right. All right. Hey, wait, wait. Before we wrap it up, did anybody do anything special to celebrate 
uh, Black History Month? I didn't do anything special. I was watching a lot of the information that was on the internet and on TV, just learning some new history. Yeah, that's what I was doing, reading little little parts of things and learning. Usually I go out and I post every day about who invented what and some other interesting facts, but I didn't do that this year. But that was pretty much just reading and learning and, you know, wanting to know more. I just want to know more about my people. Yeah, I didn't do anything special. Yeah. All right, ladies, I am out of here. This is Love Talk, Love Talk for Everyday People. Thank you for listening and have a good night. Good night. Good night.